Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex. Flex, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey. My name is Flex. Um, I am 26. Sometimes I think I'm 25. Sometimes I think I'm 27. Yeah. It just depends on how light I feel for the day. I live in Sydney, Australia, and I make podcasts with Bobo and some other stuff. Google us. <laughs> Google us. <laughs> oh, and I guess if it's helpful, I'm an Aries sun, Aquarius moon, Pisces rising, Enneagram three wing four, and Love an ENTP. I'm a Gemini sun, an Aries moon, a Gemini rising, and I forgot everything else actually. But I have a very fiery, airy chart. And I'm in New York. You can tell. And this is... This is why I get so mad when people say I'm the fiery one. I'm like, you just, why are they not seeing you for who you are? Because <laughs> I'm a scammer. Am I a scammer? Yeah. yeah. I'm really Joanne the scammer. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, Bobo is just like so sweet, soft and gentle. <laughs> she will kill you. I really will. Like, I do often think about the difference between how people perceive me online versus how people know me Mm -hmm. IRL Um, Mm -hmm. and even like on a granular level like my boyfriend thinks I'm literally a terrorist that I'm so harsh Mm. and so mean (laughs) meanwhile Mm. like people online think I'm like an angel I don't know then my family thinks I'm the most angelic and sweet person wow yeah they really i'm like so virginal and sweet and innocent (laughs) in their eyes like (laughs) i see it i know meanwhile i'm we're about to have an episode on shrooms Mm -hmm. um which we should get into but yes i'm just i'm just joanne the scammer i guess all those parts of me are true i am both a terrorist and an angel it just depends on the context and I'm very inconsistent, very chaotic, but that's only because of all my Gemini placements. So thank you for being here. <laughs> um, but yes, I want to, we, we want to talk today about shrooms. Mm. When was the last time? Yeah. When was the last time you did shrooms? For legal reasons, this is just a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so bad with timelines and dates, but um, maybe three months ago, I want to say. Mm. Give or take. How was it? Um, it was very different to all the other times I'd taken shrooms, which I think is very interesting because I'm so used to being like a high 
like a big thinker, like a, what's that? Like when you think so micro and then you go macro, 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 macro. Yeah. Like I can see how everything's interconnected and this isn't connected to that. And that's the reason. No, not this time. This time was completely different. I had three thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Just three. <laughs> what were your we'll three thoughts? When was the last time you had shrooms? We'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. Um, <laughs> The last time I had shrooms, I think it was, wow, actually, it's about to be a year. Wow, yeah, it's about to be my one-year anniversary. Is that the time when you were recording The Frog? Because that's when I remember. Oh, no, was I on shrooms then? I, I actually know. wasn't on shrooms. So another thing is that I think I'm already just always high on some level. Like, I feel, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel kind of out of it all the time. Um, but that's, I'll get into Sweetie. that. <laughs> I know, I don't know that that's healthy. But yes, the last time I was properly, properly on shrooms, that was, hold on, there's something in my eye. Give me a second. Oh, this is so annoying. You know when your eyelash goes into your eye? Absolutely. Of course this would happen as we talk about shrooms. <laughs> so yes, that was about a year ago. I literally think it was 2019 on this day, December 4th, that we're recording. So wow, look at the universe. And for me, the experience... Oh yes, for legal reasons, I didn't do this. This is a story. This is just a storytelling podcast. Like none of this <laughs> that happened actually happened. <laughs> okay? Yes, so for me, it was... It felt like being in conversation, not with God, but like with the planet itself, Um, but not like a verbal conversation. I felt, I felt a lot of things. I spent most of the time crying the first few hours, because I think it took like six or seven hours for it to wear off. I'd say the first three hours were absolutely terrible. I felt like I could feel all of the pain of everyone on this entire planet. Like, I felt like I could feel everyone's suffering right there and then. Um, I don't know. I felt like I was grieving something. And I feel like the entire, like, those six to seven hours or whatever it was, it just felt like I was, like, in a conversation with the planet, which felt very feminine, very like motherly, very parental and nerd. Like it felt like this like planet Earth is like a black like she's a black mother, like she's mm. a black mom taking care of her kids. But it felt like a very like sad conversation and it felt like a parting of ways where it was like, yeah, no, like I've done for y'all all that I could. But we have to part ways now because you guys are toxic. But I still love you. But yeah, we have to <laughs> we have to let go now. I also feel like I had a lot of clarity. So I was one of those kids that was born by mistake. Like I wasn't born with intention. Mm-hmm. And which is very on brand for me. I actually, like my mom didn't know she was pregnant with me until she was four months pregnant. And she just went to the doctor for like something so regular. And the doctor was like, you know, you have a whole human inside of you. She was like, there's no way. I've had no symptoms, like nothing. And he was like, no fam, like here it is. So I always wondered if like the lack of intention 
through which I was born directly translates to the feeling I've always had of like being here by mistake. Like, Mm. mm, I wonder if like I got off at the wrong bus stop and I got some clarity on those feelings and like, I still don't think I'm here for like some divine purpose, but I feel like there's, I felt like there was purpose for humanity. Like there's a purpose for humans as a whole. So yeah, it felt very enlightening and very like quite like profound, but also um, not profound all at the same time. And like kind of healing, but also like incredibly, like I've never cried that much in my life. That's a lot, sis. I know. I love how that's like, (laughs) I love how you were just like on shrooms, like I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah, (laughs) literally. (laughs) I remember and over here like communing. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't know. I think uh, for this year, I've been trying to um, like streams aside. I've been trying to exercise like critical, practical thought, not so high level that I spiral at all the possibilities because that's my preference. Mm. I'm like possibilities, possible concepts, ideas, ideas, imagination. But it takes me so far out of my reality that it's hard to find the point of any of it all. And then I'm left with these feelings of restlessness, fear of the unknown, confusion. That's not fun. So I I try to approach a lot of what I do with practicality. Like, What is the reason for this? Why are you doing this? If you don't know, do something different that makes more sense, that is more aligned to you. So because I remember when I was in Ghana doing uh, a variety of things that cannot be named because who knows, like, I don't want to get, who knows, no articles, please. (laughs) But I remember my friends and I were sitting in this like beautiful rainforest and we're just having this conversation. It was so odd. Like we were just talking about life and then we were talking about the Libra, which is uh, Facebook's cryptocurrency they're calling it something else now but anyway we're talking about the libra and then we're talking about facebook the interconnectivity of facebook this idea of like truth and one's reality and it got so big and so macro and like when you when you are in those conversations and you feel like you're an active part of those conversations it all feels so purpose-driven like i'm sharing my ideas because they make sense and you share your ideas because they make sense and i remember back down uh, the drive back home which was down a huge like hill essentially so from the rainforest you can kind of see like a bird's eye vantage point of the whole city so driving down the hill and then getting further away from trees and like further into smog and smoke and people and cars it was also sobering and the conversation prior had felt so useless because at that moment we felt like we were changing the world we're like this is we get it like the reason why they're doing this is because of this and then this is why and then like you just feel so high on these ideas of why things are the way they are only to come back into the real world and be like well this is what's actually happening babe yeah like (laughs) Like, what now (laughs) what yeah yeah, what do you do with that information and it all just felt completely sobering so i'm not doing that again so the most recent time i was like you know what i'm just here to vibe like whatever comes comes whatever doesn't come come yeah. So I was sitting there, we're sitting, my friend and I were sitting by a fire and we were in front of that fire for like 13 hours. We weren't even high wow. for majority. We're just, for the most, for half of that time, we were sober eating Beyond Meat burgers. 
and grilled cheeses. I love this. And listening to music yeah. and looking at trees and be like, wow, trees are so pretty. We love trees. Ah, I love trees. Ah, no reception. Really beautiful stuff. And then, so when I had the shrooms, I had three thoughts. And the first thought was about the fire. And I had never tended to a fire myself before. And so I guess I'd never been privy to like the life cycle of a fire and how much firewood you need to keep a fire burning. And so it was weird to be in this like state of no thoughts, just staring deep into flame for three, four, five hours, but then watching that flame dissipate. And then just by, not even by thought, but uh, by physical response, reaction, just like getting up, getting firewood, putting it back in, adjusting the fire, adding some more, letting the fire burn, watching it. So that was the one thought, like fire, fire burns fire out yeah refill fire wow fire burns. so it's like this whole cyclical nature of things and then i was thinking about the like the moon and i was like isn't that so wild the moon is up there and like it just does its own thing and it's fully keeping us illuminated right now and i would never have considered that it was doing that for me up until this point i just the moon is not in my my frame of mind and i was like wow i should be more considerate of what the moon's doing for me Shout yeah. out to the moon. But <laughs> Shout then, out to the moon. Not, not in that many thoughts, though. It was like fire, fire hot, fire burning, fire out, yeah. fire wood, moon, moon great, moonshine light, moon, moonshine light on us, moon so nice. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then because of where we were, we were in this tiny house that was surrounded by trees. So we were in like this tiny clearing in the middle of a, uh, a forest, I guess. And so surrounded by trees and because during the day, nothing is scary in the daytime, right? Because you can see everything. Um, but I am scared of the dark. I've always been afraid of the dark and the older I get, probably the more afraid I get because of just the unknown and because I've seen how wild the world is, you know, like before I think I had very little to inform what my fear of the dark was. But now I'm constantly afraid of the dark, but I just conquer. I just walk through my house. I'm like, if someone's going to get me, then like, whatever, it's my time. I got to go. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. So sitting in that clearing and looking at those trees in the day and being like, so pretty, so comforting, so whatever. And then the moment the sun sets and I'm like, why am I so scared? Like nothing has changed from the morning to the night. Right. And I was like, what yeah. is fear? Why scared of dark? What is in the dark? Why not die? Nothing. Maybe not die. Yeah. Don't die. Tree's scary. Tree's not scary. Tree's oxygen. <laughs> wow. So just the, an, yeah. a loop of thoughts. And it was so interesting because I felt like I had permission not to do a lot of thinking because I was sitting with someone who didn't require like my entertainment. Like my friend wasn't like, and let's talk about this and let's do this. We were just having our own very separate experiences next to each other. And there was this like really beautiful um not even symbiosis, but this beautiful harmony of like, if I didn't get the firewood, she would get the firewood, but there was no communication. It was like, oh, then I will move the the wood and then you'll put in the whatever, the fire starter. It was incredible. But then it got bad. So when it was bedtime, it was so odd. So when it was bedtime, because it was by that point, it was so cold because it was winter and we were running out of firewood. And so we're like, we'll just go to bed. Oh, very obviously wired, but that's okay. So we went into the tiny house and my friend had fallen asleep so quickly. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know we were sleeping, but it didn't really matter. We weren't talking anyway at that point. 
So I was sitting in this tiny house and then as if all at once, every thought I've ever had just rushed over me. I could not, not think. And these thoughts were not oh my coherent. I would look at something that I knew what it was, like a cup, right? And I'd be like, cup, umbrella, purple, umbrella, silver, purple, cup. What? What? Wait, and I'd why? Be like, why is this happening? Bathroom. Bathroom, toilet, umbrella, Spain, Europe, colonialism, Australia. Huh? What? <laughs> and like every time I would try and catch the train of thought, it would spiral so quickly out of my comprehension that I couldn't comprehend what I was trying to comprehend. I was like, oh no, sweetie. Oh no, 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 no. This isn't it. And it was so interesting to feel like I couldn't, I could only like attribute it to the fact that when my friend was awake, I had like permission not to speak, think, because if she was comfortable with us not speaking, then it was fine. But it was like, when she was asleep, I'm like, well, can I just sit here and not think? And it was like, it's the most like um, disorienting feeling, not being able to stop your thoughts from thinking. Yeah. Because at this yes. point, they weren't even my thoughts. It's like, I, I just had access to a lot of thoughts. Oh, it's almost like a conversation that I couldn't escape. I was like, yes. all right, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. And it was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Done where? Done how? Done who? Word, paragraph, syntax, grammar grandma <laughs> it was oh my, the yeah. most bizarre thing and i was like i can totally understand how because i'm in my day-to-day life like sand shroomed i'm i don't find it very difficult to quieten my mind and that's why i can enjoy meditating now because it's um i didn't realize that that's what it was until i had practiced yeah. and it was like, oh, okay it's nice to just take a break and like focus on anything just my breathing that's really nice so in this moment i was like i'm not interested in having all of these thoughts thank you like they're not for me i really am not interested in all these theories and concepts these words i don't care remove them from my brain i'd like three thoughts again And I thought that was like a nice parallel and it really put some context around, um, around like my approach to critical thinking now. Like I don't need the high level thought unless they can be used in practical settings. I'm not interested in high level theory. I don't want academia. I want a greater vocabulary to understand and explore simple the world not simple things but the the world that's happening like right now not the world that could be or should be or has been just right now yeah and it's been helpful and really like targeting what i do and don't care about and what i have the capacity to care about it's really incredible but yeah that feeling wow and like my extremities like i couldn't um it was like let's say i would move my fingers right just to like you know, it felt nice, but then my fingers would move without me. Like it would start its own rhythm. And I'm like, if I can't control my thoughts or my body, then what is the point? And then I was having this, this thought about control. Like what is it to actually be in control? Maybe I've never had control and I was really good at masking (laughs) Jesus. And then I was like, you know what? No more. I don't need substances for a long time. I'm fine with the thoughts I have. (laughs) Interesting. Do you think you enjoy being sober more than mm-hmm. you enjoy? Wow. Absolutely. I like I like trying recreational substances for context. I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like. But I'm not someone. Like, I don't have an addictive personality, and mm, me too. I just feel like I have a lot of facets of my personality that I can pull out when necessary. 
Yeah. And like, I like recreational drugs because they're fun, but they're also very limiting. Like you are limited to a very sh- like small range of like either thoughts or feelings or experiences, depending on what you're taking. And that to me, right. I'm like, I want, I want the range. Like, can I just not feel yeah. multiple things at once? Why must I feel so hyper energetic or super sad or existential? Just that single feeling though. Why can't I feel all of those right. things? But yeah, substances, that's why I also don't drink. I'm like, I don't get the point. Like my range yeah, of I was about being to ask is you. so limited. Why would I, like alcohol, I don't get it. I really don't understand it. I don't understand weed either. Yeah, like. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm also, I'm not a fan of weed. Um, It's not for me. I don't think I'll, I've tried it and I hated it. So it's not for mm-hmm. me. But I do remember you saying that you would sooner do drugs than do alcohol, which yeah. I thought was hilarious, but also fascinating. <laughs> Can you I'm elaborate? Like, drink alcohol? Never. <laughs> the ghetto. The absolute ghetto. <laughs> alcohol is ghetto, by the way. Like, I actually can't believe as a, as a species, we just decided we're going to drink ethanol. Like, we're just going to poison ourselves. <laughs> because our reality is that bad. Like, it's so, like, reality is that bad that we have to poison ourselves with ethanol to escape momentarily only to wake up the next day feeling worse than you felt before like yeah i don't get it i mean i guess i didn't really grow up in an environment where alcohol was prevalent so i didn't have a lot of context for that i feel like as i explore my childhood i don't think i was sheltered on purpose but i just didn't have a wide range of like even passive experiences. So I didn't know what it was like for people to be drunk in the real world. Like obviously you see movies and stuff, but that's not really, yeah. that's not really reflective of what it's like. And so I remember, cause my parents are divorced and I used to every Sunday from like the age of like 12, maybe like 10 to 13, I would go to my dad's house on a Sunday, real like obligation shit. I have to go to my dad's house. It was like 15 minutes. He'd be drinking and smoking He'd be like, how are you? Good. Do you want some money? Sure. All right. Be good. Okay. And then I'd leave. That was the extent. Yeah. So I'd always associated the smell of alcohol and cigarettes with my dad. So I was like, oh, that's like Mm. paternal and it's masculine. But like he was such a stoic person. So I'm like, that's what it's like to drink. You just become stoic. Um, So yeah, not having that context and then like binge drinking in the park not even binge drinking. Cause like I probably wasn't even drunk for the first time until I was like 19, but yeah. or like 18 actually, but being around alcohol and being like, how do you all know how to drink? And like, why are we all drinking this thing that tastes terrible? Like not yeah. one of these things tastes good. And we're all doing Literally. it. You just got to drink it and then you'll get used to it. And I was like, I don't get it. It's not for me. But like, so why I would you get used to something that's not yeah, good? Like, yeah. This sounds, that was my logic too. <laughs> The same as coffee for me. I'm like, it doesn't taste good. So I'm not interested I in drinking this. I hate coffee. Oh my God. I will. Na- I would rather deep throat a cactus than to drink coffee. <laughs> and I get it's cultural now. as well. But I'm, yeah, I, I don't get it. I liken it to certain things. Like maybe if you have had tripe before, you can understand why somebody else wouldn't want to eat tripe or snail or okra. Yeah. But you can understand because culturally you've had it. Maybe it's like that. So then mm. I there was like a short stint when I was 18 that I would go out and drink with everyone. But I was like, this is so hard. I haven't learned how to drink, so I can't keep up with everyone. I don't like the taste. So it's taking me longer to drink 
I can't keep up. I'm not having a good time. I feel nauseated. I'm feeling dizzy. It's too hard. And there was this one time on my 19th birthday where we had gone to this bar where you could get like $3 um, vodka stuff, vodka cranberry, vodka soda, um, cause it's called Bar Century. And it was like the place where people would go to get drunk for really, really cheap in Sydney. Yeah. And so we're like, we're going to get fucked. So we drank all of the, it was just like, blah, blah, blah. And by the time it had been like two hours, my friend and I had like 16 shots between us. I mean, each, but because I didn't drink and she was like good at drinking and like vomiting and like getting herself composed. She was like, you just got to vomit. You just got to vomit. I was like, okay. So I ended up going to the bathroom and bitch, I'm comatose. I'm on that floor. I can't get up. I can't move my really? head. I can't think. I'm like, this what? is not good. And then I yeah. had, um, it was just too much. Like I didn't have any context for how I was supposed to feel. So the moments where I could have stopped or been like, oh no, I'm feeling very nauseated or I'm actually drunk. I was like, I don't know what drunk is. I'm just drinking things. And then I remember I got in a taxi home and then I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. So I got fined by the police and then I projectile vomited outside my house. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing this alcohol thing. I don't get it. Never. Yeah. Why was my yeah. stomach hurting? My head hurts. I'm nauseated. <laughs> my head hurts the next day. I feel sick. I can't walk. I'm wobbling. I can't hold a thought. I can't drink. What is, no, not for me. So what is the point? What yeah. is the point? So that was a quick one for me. And then the um, uh, illicit substances. It's just context for trying. There are tons I like, tons I dislike, but... Ultimately, I far prefer to be sober. It's just easier for me. Yeah, yeah. I like to be able to regulate and consciously choose or not choose to do things. And I feel like sometimes, like, I think a lot of people who take recreational substances like to think that they have full control over that experience and that whatever's happening to you is of your own volition. But realistically, it's a lot nah. about surrender. Like your body is taking you places and you just have to trust yes. that you'll get back to normal. But a lot of the time yeah. you're like, oh, this could be it. Like how many times have I been cross-eyed being like, oh, no, 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 no. This can't be it. I can't be cross-eyed? No! <laughs> At my so, big yeah, age? I'm not into it. And I also think that like there's a certain... Because I didn't grow up around like experimenting in that way... I can easily dip in and dip out and be like, oh, it's not for me. Like, I'm not interested in drinking. I don't want alcohol. Like, you're all alcoholics. Yeah. Like, I see the culture. But I know yeah, a lot of my friends like, who have no. experimented far sooner feel um, they struggle to detach from these things and take it really personally. Like, no one can make me feel embarrassed or uncomfortable about not drinking or having taken drugs because I can oh, I was actively choose about not to. to. Like, I'm not interested Save. in taking a drug again. Like, I'm quite comfortable no, not to. No, like... I was literally about to say this. Like, no one can actually convince me to do anything that I don't want. Like, Literally. I am... Peer pressure has never worked on me. There was no. never an age where I was ever peer pressured into doing anything. <laughs> like, I feel like I've always had a really, like, solid sense of what I want and what I don't want. And I've just known... Like, cigarettes from the get-go, I was like, that's not for me. It'll never be for me. That's a no. Oh yeah, I don't get sick like, but I also yeah, don't like, care no. fundamentally. Like I like, I think like culturally, I think and especially in Australian culture, 
alcohol is prevalent and it looks fun. I love the idea of like an after work drinky drinky, you know, like a little like a little yeah. mimosa. Like it looks fun. A little champagne. Yeah. But it's not for me. Even smoking, I'm like, I don't really care that people smoke. I don't mind. Like Me neither. Yeah. People are using the argument of like, but you're killing yourself. I'm like, baby, I eat preservatives every day. Can- it's, it's Madonna <laughs> every also- day. Like I'm also dying. I'm embalming from the inside. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's also I genuinely feel that like I was asking my friend yesterday, do you think being sober all the time is unhealthy? Like, is it healthy to always be sober? Because like when I really think about it, people's realities, honestly, like why are you torturing yourself? When I really think about it, people's realities are so dire that like fam, just, just do drugs. Like actually just, just do drugs then. And like, I just think it's just like I will never judge a bitch for doing drugs because like life is suffering like I feel mm. you and I just think like you're gonna die anyway yeah. you might as well like if you're already suffering then I guess you're doing yourself a favor by shortening your lifespan <laughs> and like all of capitalism capitalism is also killing you any like we are an accomplice to our own murder i feel like there's like a moral value placed on people who do dr- like it's seen yeah. as like oh you're less than you're inferior yeah. this and this and that but really i'm just like do what you gotta do to cope with the terrors of existence like i can't judge a bit like i cannot no. judge a single it's no judgment what i do judge is I don't like, um, I don't like drug slander. I don't like any, I don't like slander for a lot of things, actually, if you've had no context. So people, for instance. What do you mean by drug slander? So let's say in this instance, people kind of like. um, Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I did a poll on my story the other day because on my other podcast... Lexus semi-factual history lessons. I was talking to uh, Tilly Lawless um, and the episode was about Mm. drugs and we were talking about decriminalization, um, legalization, the impacts of that, uh, what we did and didn't learn about drugs. Is the fear mongering beneficial by legalizing? Are we we inherently encouraging people to take drugs and all these conversations? And I wanted to get an idea of what my audience felt about drugs. And I said, you know, what are your... Um, what's your impression of someone who takes drugs? And it was like drop kick, um, you know, uh, ho- homeless person, dumb, unintelligent, dangerous, um, li- lives life on the edge, untrustworthy. And I was like, okay, whoa, this is a lot. Um, this is, yeah. I don't like, um, and this sounds, I'm trying to find, I don't have time to find the right way to, to word this. So like, just give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm not trying to be offensive. But when people have really strong views about things they have not experienced and they could quell mm. these views or be more indifferent if they had tried it. So like, for instance, atheists who like 
cannot fathom why somebody would want religion in their lives. Do not Sounds get me started. naive to me. You have to, you, it's you, surely childish. you can see. It's childish. Childish. It's, actually, it, it's also just the height of privilege. Like people mm. like Sam Harris just make me mad because it's mm. like, of course you're an atheist. Like you are a white man. You don't need religion because <laughs> this planet is your heaven. Like, <laughs> You cannot fathom that most people need religion as a survival tool, as a coping mechanism. You, of course, you can't fathom because this reality for you is heaven. Like, <laughs> and so similarly, I was like, in this instance, it's really like at our big ages. Because I'm assuming, I'm not assuming. I know my audience is majority like 18 to 30 so at our big ages we've had enough time to understand that not everybody who takes a recreational substance is a homeless person who lost their house and their family gambling wake up it's your mums and their lululemons okay it's your teacher it's your doctors they're coked up it's your gps like come (laughs) hello (laughs) wake up so that frustrated me because I'm yeah I don't care to defend people who take recreational drugs regularly every every week more than once a week I don't care do what you want but the yeah. people who have no visibility no experience being like and this is why blah 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 I'm like okay it's not that deep babes it's not that deep like stop yeah it's Relax. also so rooted in stereotypes and mm-hmm. like it's so gendered it's so racialized I remember when I was an accountant, the first thing... An actual accountant, everyone, not only fans, an actual accountant. I was a whole accountant at one of the big four firms and I was so shook at the cocaine culture. Like, you guys mm-hmm. are just out here doing coke, just casually doing coke. Like, mm-hmm. And the irony is that, like, it's people in those positions... <laughs> who do the most drugs, but we're made to feel that it's always like people who are poor or people who are black or people, you know, who in the underbellies of society. No, like Mm -hmm. it's also the irony of the fact that drugs were funneled into black neighborhoods by the government, at least Mm -hmm. in America, but black people are made to feel as if like it's our fault and we're the ones who are pushing drugs and doing the most like, no, it's not the case. <laughs> not it's the just case. funny. Um, it reminds me though, and I guess we should talk about it now. I'm not mm. someone who does New Year's resolutions, but what's really helped me is themes for the year. And I was thinking about this only because um, I was like, okay, why? What is somebody who has um, such strong, not uninformed opinions, but opinions that are cultivated and rooted in like biases, stereotypes, whatever? And they're not even willing to step out of that reality to consider one outside of their own. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know what it is. It's a lack of tolerance. And like Mm. next year, because my theme this year was trying to be more considered, trying to be more articulate and trying to have more empathy. Next year, my theme is tolerance and compassion because intolerance will kill you before it kills the person you're intolerant of. Don't, sweetie, take the tension out of your shoulders, you know? Yeah. (laughs) All this energy you spend fixing your fingers to now go and yell at someone for not doing life the way you want to do life. Tired. Can you imagine? Boring. Over it. Not interested. It's so jobless Me seeing another another non-black person in braids, I don't care. 
literally <laughs> i bet not you want to say the n-word ah oh, it is what it is you know enjoy like, yeah no truly <laughs> that is where i am <laughs> they said trauma lives in the body and it is a fact it is a fact and i will not hold any more trauma in my body for fun especially not for no reason exactly mm. it is just so gross to feel your body like shake with anger i can't enragement i can't feel it anymore i'm not interested no no Mm-mm. i'm not someone that i feel like i regulate my emotions very well but the emotion i have the most trouble with is anger like i'm very good at being calm and measured when it comes to disappointment or when it comes to despair you know any emotion outside of anger i'm quite good at regulating but anger Mm -hmm. like really i can't tolerate anger from other people and i can barely tolerate like i cannot deal with anger inside of my body like we're not doing that Mm -hmm. for that reason i don't argue with people for free i'm not doing (laughs) debates in the dms like (laughs) It truly has, wow, done so much for my mental health. Do you know what I the just thing see is? the way it's... people debate for free on Twitter. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh. It can't no, happen. No. Do you know what it, it is? It cannot. It's realizing yeah. that everything matters, but more than you realize. Like, the reason why I feel like we had time to debate in the DMs prior was because it mattered. The topics we were talking about mattered. It was important yeah. to get the information across. But what matters more than convincing a stranger of, our truth or whatever it might be is like mental health it's not no, truly. It's not, it's like that matters far more yeah. it's sense of self it's like creating boundaries all that matters so much yes. more than this very in- inconsequential experience because i guarantee of all the debates i've had in my dms i've probably changed the minds of like 10 percent of the people those ratios yeah. are not high enough for me to go on i'm sorry <laughs> no. i quit I've quit. <laughs> no, honestly. I'm a quitter. Honestly, and you wonder, like, what did you get from that? Even if you did change someone's mind, what did you gain? Yeah. Like, truly, like, what? how did you benefit from that interaction? <laughs> no, we need to... It's something I try to do often is, like, really analyze whether the things I do benefit me. Mm-hmm. Because it's incredible how humans... And I talk about the concept of bad faith a lot because it's actually so important and so permeating. It's incredible how much humans do things that don't benefit us all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, all the time. Bad faith is a real one. And I'm trying not to walk through the world with bad faith because it's so easy for me to, to, um, to default to that. And it is so easy to assume that the person that you're dealing with is moving through the world with suspicious, malevolent intentions because so much of our lives affirm that belief. It's not an irrational thought to have, but also it's a very damaging thought to have (laughs) because it warps your sense of self and everything you see. Suddenly, I mean, look, I'm not about toxic positivity, but bad faith will kill you. No, it truly, it it does kill people. Like, and I feel especially because women are more prone to living in bad faith than men Mm. because men are socialized to just self-actualize themselves regardless of how it affects others around them. Whereas women are socialized to shrink themselves 
at all costs. Mm. Women are really dying out here, dating people they shouldn't be with because of bad faith, staying in jobs they could leave mm-hmm. because of bad faith. Like, it's everyday bad faith. Why? No. <laughs> everyday bad faith. Look, I love the learning. Realizing things. Thank goodness Kylie Jenner said it in 2018 because ever since then. I know. <laughs> She was the catalyst. been realizing things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, on the topic of drugs, um, do you think that you would be as tolerant towards drugs if it was your child doing drugs? Like if your child was like, mom, I'm doing cocaine Mm. because that's what I want to do. Life is suffering and I want to (laughs) be high to be able to cope with it. And I don't care if it kills me because bitch, I want to die anyway. Like... Don't judge me. I just want to be a cokehead. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, imparting tolerance doesn't mean I don't care. It's just like removing mm. my shit out of the situation. Like yeah. in the instance of it being your child, though, it's a different impact. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Tolerance, <laughs> compassion, surrender. Like, what are you supposed to do? Especially if someone's coming to you with a decision made and not <laughs> a topic up for discussion. You want to be an addict? Welcome. <laughs> like, what, just, what kind of black parent are you? What are you meant to do? Baby, I've been colonized. I've been white, whitewashed. Yeah. It's just like, I, we've, and we've discussed this before. I care about a lot. I care a lot about a little. And for yeah. me, a good exercise is really like compartmentalizing. And also like, I feel as though, I mean, am I going to have kids? Who knows? But if I like, if my kid is at the age where they're now consciously able to not only take drugs, but I decide to be an addict, then is my work here done? Did I not do it right? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) We were being tolerant and now you're an addict. What happened? (laughs) I wouldn't know what to do. Child rearing just seems very difficult. Bruh. No, I would do the exact same thing because the way I see it, like, I'm trying to, I think in order to be a a good and loving parent, you have to divest from the idea that your child is your possession or that Mm. your child is even yours in any way. So like at the point where you are, you're an adult and you're my child and you've decided to be an addict, what can I do? Mm. You just can't be an addict in my house, but what can I do, fam? Yeah. Yeah having no control is just like my worst fear but then like my whole life affirms that i just have control over nothing so sad yeah like we just need to play back the episode we did on free will and predeterminism and just like redact everything i said nothing is my choice really i mean it's my choice but do i have control Mm, probably not yeah no i find that very freeing though but i also i think there are people who feel that they're in control of their lives i've actually never felt that way but it doesn't bother me Mm. um i do i literally do feel like i'm just a puppet okay no i feel like i'm on a roller coaster and i'm just not steering this wheel Mm. so i also think that's i think in part that's also why i constantly feel high like i when you were describing your experience with shrooms where like there's just thoughts just constant a constant bombardment of thoughts that's just me every day which is really unhealthy 
Yeah, but that's actually just my brain. There's literally a trillion thoughts happening at once. I remember um, when I was still in school, I went to go see a counselor or a, a school psychologist or whatever. And they're like, oh, you have ADHD. Uh, and I was like, I don't know that that's it. Like, I don't know. I don't know that that's it. Part of the reason why weed doesn't do it for me is because like, what is this doing for me really? Like, I don't, I don't feel that much different. I don't like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like me, but slow down, mm. which I don't like. Yeah. I wish I understood I mean, I don't wish I understood what that felt like, but I wish I could comprehend what you were explaining better. Yeah. How is it like to just feel like, to just be able to control your thought, like to just be like, no, I'm going to stop thinking now. Mm. I don't know, actually. Well, I think, I don't know. Some things like overcome me and I can't stop thinking about them. And that's often Mm. like conflict. I find it really difficult to like remove that from my brain. It's yeah. like that overrides every function in my body. Like if I'm in a situation where I'm having unresolved conflict, I stop eating, I stop like creating, I can't like focus on what I'm doing. It's very scary. But on an average day to day, I think it's because when I'm thinking, I like, I'm often thinking compl- like in full thoughts so I'm thinking out things. I'm not just like, things aren't popping in my brain. Like, I'm not just like, oh, that's a bag. And that's Ooh. another bag. I'm like, oh, I should organize those bags. And that bag has been there for a long time. And should I sell that Bitch, bag? Wait, I'm, I'm not sure. spiraling. And then wait, only okay. now in my wow. adulthood, do I start talking to myself? Because I didn't before. And I used to regard talking what? to myself as very weird. But sometimes I'm like, sometimes I talk to my inner monologue. Like, it's not me. I'm Wait, like, I'm actually spiraling. And then I suss Wait, it okay, out in my are head. there is your is inside your mind, is it a monologue or is it a dialogue? It's are a dialogue. you like having a conversation? Okay. Are you having a conversation with yourself or with another part of yourself? I like, think who are you talking to? Depend- it's either or depending, right? Mm. Cause some because t- like you know how some thoughts you have, you're like, those aren't my thoughts. <laughs> I wouldn't think that. Where's that coming from? You don't get that? No, I've never... I'm literally spiraling so hard. I've never experienced that. Like, I I reason with myself constantly. Like, there's... I feel like there are distinct parts of myself. And sometimes I chalk it down to what I want to do and what I have to do. And those are the two parts of my brain. Or, like, the conscious Lil who's, like... Who is, like, maybe being irrational and the subconscious, which is a little bit more rational... And then yeah, I'm just like yeah, having yeah. that dialogue. So I'm yeah. often talking to myself in my head or externally. Yeah. No, I relate to that too. I feel like the inside of my mind, it feels like there's like five niggas and we're always, not that we're always debating, but we're always like negotiating. Like I have to negotiate mm. with everyone. <laughs> Because there's like the person who wants to go to sleep right now. There's the person who wants to watch another episode of Love. There's Mm. the person who can't stop thinking about what that bitch yesterday on the train said to me. Like, (laughs) it's just like my brain feels like 10 people talking 
sometimes all at once but sometimes right. they're just like negotiating or like they're in dialogue they're in conversation they're yeah do you ever just like space out oh like, i disassociate? think i'm always spaced out Huh. I think that's like my constant state of being. Well, I think that is why I find it so hard to be like grounded in here because I'm like entertaining these niggas. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like I'm wild, like, but it's actually not wild. It's actually like I don't feel like sick or anything. But I feel like it's hard for me to feel grounded in reality because I'm always like entertaining whatever's going like the events of the in my mind today. Like it's it takes a lot more effort for me to be here than mm. for me to like be just drifting away. But I also appreciate it because I'm never bored. Like people will be like, "Oh, I'm bored." And I'm like, "I've never experienced that emotion." <laughs> like I genuinely yeah. don't experience boredom because I can just be with you my and all your mind. friends in your head. <laughs> like, I definitely only have one other friend in my head. <laughs> yeah, wow, that is like, so interesting. Yeah, like how are you bored when you have thoughts? Yeah, like what role does your mind or minds play for you? Because my mm. mind is like just a negotiator, like a confidant or like a sounding okay. board. Yeah, but it doesn't entertain you. Like, do you feel entertained? When I was younger, yeah, but I feel like I've just gotten a little bit more grounded and practical in my adulthood. Yeah. So like I yeah. used to be like I used to daydream a lot when I was younger. I used to like mm. s- try and like pre-script my dreams. So before I would go to bed, after I'd finished reading, I would now try and find a way to like create a new storyline in my head that integrates me into the narrative I've just read in my books in hopes that my dreams would like play out in that way. Too much time, Ooh. too much time. Yeah. Um, but that was like a, a very like, active thing I used to do. And I would constantly find, try and find time to be alone. So I could like escape to this fantasy land and like continue that narrative in my head. It's like okay. yesterday, this is what we thought about, yeah. about this thing today. This is where the story is going, but like, yeah, not in adulthood. Now I'm just like, yeah, sounding board, negotiating, asking questions, and like checking in, but I don't know if when I'm checking mm. in, like when I'm asking myself questions, I don't know if the, the, the myself in my head is the real me and the self I externalize is the one who's fighting against the real me or the other way around. Like the one in my head is Ooh. the repressed me. That's not the real me that's fighting through to like change the actions. Yeah. Or they're like, you know, two halves the same whole. But like, that's why intuition's a tricky one for me. Cause I'm like, is this just like confirmation bias of me just being like, yeah. no, you should do that because you want to do that. It's intuitive. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, no. I'm actually like tapped in. I think for me, the way I've conceptualized intuition is like, <laughs> it's like a democratic vote of all the panel of people, like of all the panel of like opinions in my mind, how many of you guys agree with this decision? Like, <laughs> which I know isn't all objectively in intuition. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know that's not objectively intuition, but that's how I navigate it. Because I also, I can't tell like, is this feeling that I'm having in my body just confirmation bias or is that genuine intuition? Yeah, it's mm. just really hard to tell. Maybe we'll never know. I know. That's the the gag. Right? Do you think in thoughts or words or like, yeah. I think in sentences. Mm. Like I hear my own voice 
and yeah. it's 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 almost like as fragmented as like right now I feel like I'm expressing before I've thought it's just like it all comes out yeah. So you know how there's like a distinct difference between us having a conversation and then me explaining myself. And one requires me to actually like interrogate what I think. And this is just me expressing what I know. What I'm doing mm. now just feels like vomit. Like it's just like externalizing. It's coming out of me. But if I'm thinking in my head, it's it moves like a conversation. Like me cutting myself off and then my, my mind cutting my real self off and then my real self's cutting my mind off i don't know i like it in there though like i'm not i i think about like a lot of my friends who are quite anxious people and don't have um like the bandwidth to trust their mind and i feel like that would be really tricky or like people i know who are like quite depressed um... because I, the bandwidth like, to trust their mind. Because if you, like, let's say if I have, like, the friends of mine who have, like, severe depression and may yeah. um, struggle with, like, suicidal thoughts but feel as though, like, it's not me. I know it's just my mind. It's, like, your mind is, like, it's, like, um, oh. it's trying to drown you out, you know. That would be yeah, such a, a yeah. frustrating feeling to be, like, no, like, I want to feel differently and my mind won't let me go. Like it won't let me just live how I want to live. It's pulling me into a thought spiral. It's pulling me into a negative thought space. It's pulling me away from where I know I prefer to be. And I feel like myself and my mind are just like, you want to chat? Yeah, cool. What do you want to chat about? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to come back to you in a second. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, like there's no coercion. They're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, sub- they're like, what do you want to talk about? I don't know what you want to talk about. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so fascinating. I think I actually don't experience depression in that way. I don't experience it as like a um a tug and pull. I like don't have cognitive dis. Like even when I'm suicidal, I don't have cognitive dissonance about it. Mm. It's. Yeah, I don't feel like my mind is trying to convince me. I feel like, yeah, I've decided this is what I want to do, but these are the reasons why I'm not going to do it. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's not it's not like a struggle. It's more just like a feeling that I've I've accepted, but like I've also intellectualized enough to know what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. But that's really interesting. I always like when we're having these conversations, I'm like, how do we facilitate everybody telling us what they feel in this moment? (laughs) I Mm, want the thoughts of 10 other people right now. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So, yes, if you're listening to this, please tell us how your mind works. Like, Mm. we, we need to know. Do you think in thoughts? Do you think, I mean, do you think in words and pictures, in textures? how many people are in your mind do you get bored people who get bored i really want to know why do you get bored when you have thoughts like yeah why why doesn't your mind entertain you is there like Um, philosophical reasoning for like your approach to how you view your mind dictates how you see the world like that one guy said like i think therefore i am and that other person was like you aren't your thoughts like your thoughts are separate from you so i think like whichever school of thought you align with now dictates how you move forth in the world Mm. because if you think therefore you are then you just take all of your thoughts as face value like i thought it therefore i must believe it in some capacity but if you think that your thoughts have the ability to be 
almost like hijacked by something, someone, somewhat else, whether it's a chemical, a spirit, an intuition, whatever, then that's a different way of viewing the world as well. So Mm. they're all valid. I think they're just like different tools and skill sets. Yeah, that's so true. That is very true. How, How would you say you perceive your brain in this reality i think that my brain is a tool that i probably don't use enough i think this is how i think about my brain right yeah like i think that not that i don't use it enough i just think that i've used i've spent too much of my life using my brain with bad technique you know how like yeah, that's when how you I exercise feel. with bad technique and before you know it, you've got like a spinal injury, be like, oh my God, I was exercising. Yeah. I was being healthy. Like, what is that about? Yeah. I think I feel that way with my brain. Like I spent, I spend a lot of time thinking, but and not a lot of time, like I could spend far more time like trying to interrogate what's a helpful thought, what's an unhelpful, what's an unhelpful thought. Is this yeah. information necessary? Do I need to know it? What is the point of this? Sometimes I don't go deep enough into that. I'm just thinking like concepts, ideas, imagination. Ha ha, fun, fun, fun. I want to do this. <gasps> Let's do this fun. You know, when I yeah, could just be like, yeah. hold on, sis, slow down. Like I feel like when I think about my mom, she's so good at like calming the ideas down. And I don't, I didn't recognize that I could be really like feverish with my ideas until mm. I would talk to my mom as an adult and she'd be like, slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay, number one. Like, <laughs> I remember like, when yeah, I couldn't drive yeah. and I was like, I'm going to get a car and I want to get this car and it doesn't even exist yet, so I'm going to pre-order it. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you don't even that have is me. new car money. <laughs> you can't even drive. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I can learn how to drive. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I almost, like, that's what I'm training in my mind right now. Like, an actual voice of reason that's not mm. discarding what I want, but it's just like, baby, it's not for you right now. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It'll like be an impatience. Yeah. But it's not right now. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel the same. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I need to learn how to use my brain properly, like in a way that benefits me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> instead of, yeah, instead of just letting it do what it will. <laughs> so silly anyway that's an hour so i know we did it. what a fascinating conversation thank you for listening i hope you've all enjoyed let's continue this conversation we have a facebook group which has have you noticed that the group has improved like the posts in there have been quite interesting this week <laughs> they've been so good <laughs> yeah we're so proud of all of you for improving the group I know it's temporary, but I love this phase that the group is in. So please join and keep it going. Sustain the momentum. Let's keep the good conversations going. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to our Patreon. And we'll catch you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.